Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Hey there, smut sluts. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, I would call myself that, so yeah, it's, it's a term of endearment. Uh, but welcome back. You are listening to Shelf Pleasure, the podcast where we read sexy books and then tell you in graphic detail what we thought about them. We are your hosts, Krista and Kelsey. And we're back from a bit of a social media break since we had real shit to do this week. I mean, to be fair, it was not a planned or intended social media break. Oh, no, but... We just... Were tired. Actually had social lives, which is rare. Like, Um, we did... It was like a whirlwind and some, like, kind of unplanned things, at least on my part, because you you had plans, like, two years ago that you finally got to do shit, uh, which is incredible. But, like, we had... Well, we had two concerts and then we went into the city to see a musical and we were in three different states it was just because because we saw much yeah because we saw what we saw data to remember the ghost inside and bad omens on a friday Mm -hmm. which was just down the street from us to be fair yes but then like three days later we went into the city to see hades town which and came back back highly like please if you have the opportunity and you like musicals even if you don't, or you should you, just see Hades Town because it's incredible. It it really was. And then, like two days after that, we drove to New Jersey to see Lady Gaga. Yes, which was that was my. I was like, I bought tickets before the pandemic. Yes, and it was. I think I think it was actually rescheduled twice. Um. So I finally have seen Lady Gaga, which was very exciting. She Same. she sounds awesome. I Her had voice a bit of a cry. So it was so good. A bit of a cry. I mean, she did too. It was fine. It, the whole house was very emotional. I think she was like crying for like a good amount of it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Because she so. said the show we were at was the the most amount of tickets that had ever been purchased just to see her. Yes. And, and I, it's her home. To, it's like she's from New York and she didn't do a New York show because it's a stadium tour. So it was in Jersey. So it's basically her hometown show. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. So, so good. So yeah. So all that to say, it's been a real whirlwind, but uh, we will be back online this week. You can watch us embarrass ourselves and do stupid shit again soon. (laughs) Um, Thank you for allowing us this brief respite from, from needing to push out a TikTok every day and, and to stay on top of trends. Like it was really nice just to like go enjoy doing things like out in the real world and um the yeah. digital break was was really nice it was very nice it's it's fun but so exhausting yes um and then we can come here and humble brag about all the cool things we did <laughs> accident i mean not on my part you were just like hey i have tickets to this oh and then i also have tickets to this do you just want to go to these things and i was like fuck yes, yes. it was so fun the planets align yes i what is it what is oh no that was just a date i remember a uh, shelf pleasure after dark yeah <laughs> Just <laughs> screaming at a metal show. That was really fun. Yeah. But uh and very I was very drunk. <laughs> very I mean drunk. those Fisher's Island lemonades, they get to you. They do, and they don't they sneak up on you because they don't taste like they're very high in alcohol content. I think everyone has been done in at least once by Fisher's Island. If if you live in a place where those are distributed, uh 
they're delicious and you've probably had a run-in where they've led you astray. If not, and you have the chance to sample one at any point, we highly recommend. I, I do. I was like, as I was walking home, I was dancing to Beyonce on the street. And then as, as you soon do. as I would see people, I'd be like, oh, play it cool, play it cool. <laughs> and then I got home and was like, oh, I'm very drunk. <laughs> that was the moment. It was me getting home. That was when I realized, oh. I'm drunk. It was also me um, laying in bed, tits out, eating popcorn, <laughs> watching uh, season three of Blown Away. No, but how else do you watch season three of Blown Away? Yeah. It's, that sounds like the right way to me. It was a blast. I had a great time. <laughs> Hi, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yes. So uh, we hope everyone else has been, enjoy it, been enjoying kind of like the, as we, we slow down in the summer. Um, yeah. Because this is like, I can't believe it's August. Yeah. It's like late in August. So it went by very fast. It did. Um, so uh, speaking of August, our last read at the beginning of the month, I believe you have some editor's notes from. I have one editor's note that is completely unco- inconsequential, but just my like horrible and annoying Virgo need to be right about everything. Please and then tell. I love this. Consistently tell everyone how I was right. Um, this is my justice for Nathan <laughs> notes, which is in the worst best man. Kelsey very savagely was like, Nathan just told all of her bit, all of Lena's business. And I was like, no, he didn't. I don't think so. But my memory is like hitter. It's like half sieve, half functioning. So Same, I was like, oh, there's really fair. I could be wrong, but I did look it up. And this is what Nathan said when he finally figures out like who Lena is. And he just says, hey, Nathan said, pointing a finger in Lena's direction. Now I remember, you're Carolina Santos. You were engaged to Max's brother, Andrew. Sorry that didn't work out. And then immediately his face flushes. Damn, this is me inserting a foot into my mouth. My apologies for mentioning it. So while he does say that he stuck his foot in his mouth, he really didn't like tell all her business. He said it pretty like... (laughs) Just the basic. <laughs> Poor Nathan. I was so hard on him, and <laughs> he Nathan. truly didn't deserve it. My my deepest apologies to Sweet that little fool. He didn't. He he meant no ill will. No, he's just awkward. Yes. Ah, uh, well. At least we got that sorted. Thank you for letting me have this moment. Of course, I um, love it. Like I say, I always want us to be on the up and up. Whatever it is, if I fuck up, if what, <laughs> you know, whatever the case is, let's let's set it right. I'm surprised there's not more editor's notes to specifically call out the ridiculous things that I have claimed. <laughs> we do, we tried to do our research, I should say. Um, I actually have, I have a couple of things in here I looked up before because I was like, wait, I want to make sure I have this right. But well, I mean, we'll get into that later. But yes, I guess that's a good time to say like, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the marriage contract, which is the first in Katie Roberts' O'Malley series. And this came highly recommended from our friend Michelle. So I was personally very excited to start this. Yes. And Michelle, this episode is dedicated to you. Thank you so much. We we love and cherish you. You are a smart, intelligent, beautiful woman. Thank you for recommending Smut to us. Yes. <laughs> You you know it's a good friend when they give you something, you know, nice and spicy to read. Yes. 
Um, and not to get too far ahead, but I did immediately want to jump into the rest of the series after finishing this one. So truly, like this was such a good recommendation. I did too. It was very enjoyable. I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in for this. Yes. I wasn't. So, I had a feeling because I again, Katie Robert is my comfort smut. So I had a feeling like no matter what, I was. I was like, I'm. I'm gonna at least enjoy this. Um, and I figured I would want to be in for the rest of the series. Yes. And I was. And I think um, it's interesting because, like you said, Katie Robert is like a comfort author for both of us. Like, we've, mm-hmm. we've, we have read or are reading a number of her series. But this book was published in 2015. And I think it's really interesting when you compare it to, say, like Wicked Beauty, which is her most recent publication. You can kind of see how her style has grown and changed from here to there. Oh, definitely. And not in a bad way, just to like you can see how she's changed as an author. And um, it's really nice to read like throughout the catalog that she has the different times where she was she was writing so yeah like it still feels very uniquely like a Katie Robert book like she has a very unique style of writing that I really enjoy but you can definitely like I was like oh I was like I could kind of tell I was like, oh it does seem like an earlier work and yes like, yeah and I guess I think we'll get into like more details why as we because as always we're gonna spoil the book in case yes if you don't know by now turn back we're, now we're going full description we're getting into all the nitty-gritty the dirty details <laughs> The slap and tickle. I don't know why that. No. The what? The slap and tickle. I have never. Heard oh my god. That before. Yeah, that's like an old. That's an old one. I love that. That's that's what I'm using from it's now for, on. It's a Thank old you. euphemism if I'm for fucking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is absolutely incredible, and I'm so glad I learned this today. You're welcome. So <laughs> this is what I'm here for. I I guess it's kind of important to to set the tone for this book. Um, this is like a mafia crime story set in Boston. So it's with like the Irish organized crime families. Yes. And there's three families in general that we're going to cover in that control the city in this story. There's the Sheridans, the Hallorans, and the O'Malley's. And as always, there's conflicts over territory. People do bad shit. Everyone is tense. You know how it goes. You know how it is when you're in an organized crime family. Yeah, it's just everyone's, you know, you're sharing borders, but things are really tense, and everyone wants more power and control. Yes. And so we begin with Callista Sheridan, or Callie, uh, sneaking out of her father's home and into a strip club, which, which is called Tit for Tat. And I did laugh a little yeah. <laughs> a little bit at that one. Uh, and she is sneaking in to meet a man that she's been put into an arranged marriage with. She is the heir of the Sheridan family because her brother, her older brother, Ronan, died like six months ago in a drunk driving accident. So it's kind of up to Callie to help solidify the power in the family the only way that she can, which is by marrying the heir of another family. Um, and in this case, it's the oldest son of the Halloran family, Brendan. Yes. And she's been trying, you basically learned that she's been trying to talk to him for, since the marriage was announced, because she just wants to, you know, get a feel for what the hell he is like. Because even though these rival families all know each other, they don't really interact. They kind of keep in their separate territories. And he's just been avoiding her like the plague. Like he l- stays on their compound. And the only time he leaves is to go to uh, tit for tat and apparently do some scandalous things, which we'll find out more in a second. Yes. But yeah, so she's like, well, I'm going to, she dresses, she's like, well, I'm just going to confront him there. I'm going to sneak in. So she dresses up like one of the strippers. Not going down without a fight. She's like, yeah. oh, you won't come to me? I'll come to you. She's like, we're working this shit out. Yes. I want to know, like, is this going to be just a marriage in name only? Or we're, we're, I want to 
work this shit out because she is a boss ass bitch. <laughs> and holy shit, things immediately hit the fan. Oh yeah. Because when she sneaks into this club and and discovers her fiance, he is wait for it, fucking another girl who is one unconscious or two dead. Cuz well he's not just here. He's like in the middle of choking her. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, and mm. he's he's just killed her and he's basically fucking her corpse yeah and that was the moment where i was like what the fuck how do we come back from that like how do you love a man you you meet while he's a, either I'm in best case scenario assaulting an unconscious woman or at the worst defiling a corpse yes so also i this was a moment i think we had similar reactions because I don't know what happened to my brain when I started reading this, but it's like it completely short-circuited and, like, erased the memory that this series is called the O'Malley series. Yes, that's what I did. Because I was like, oh, my God, this guy is the main love interest of this book, just straight up murdered and fucked a corpse. How is Katie Robert going to turn this around? That's really aggressive. Like, I don't know if I can get on board with this. And then, of course, eventually, like, when it gets, like, the next chapter, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the O'Malley's, and he's a Halloran, so clearly. <laughs> Crisis averted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I had the exact same thought where I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, yeah, what are we going to do? darker than and I was, I was like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Uh, this is called the O'Malley series, yep. and this man is Brendan. This is clearly not the long-term love interest. Hard so. same. Hard same. I've never felt more foolish yes. in my life. I was same. like, oh, I'm glad I'm alone reading this but now i've recorded it on the podcast for you all to know because no my shame one i i feel like one thing that's important for anyone to know about me is that i cannot live in my own embarrassment i hate being embarrassed and looking stupid but as soon as i do something stupid or embarrassing i have to immediately purge it for myself and share it with the world so well you're living this one it was shared because i did the exact same thing and two (laughs) now everyone knows yes you all know so uh, after Brendan notices Callie yeah, she, like, uh, and in. doesn't she, recognize like, tries her, to get out and like bumps into the wall. Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't know that it's his affianced. Yeah, so to be fair, I don't think he would fucking care. That's he true. Seem like the type to um, really care. Apparently, this is because also you learn pretty quickly that apparently this is like his mo. This is his thing. He just he's like a serial killer. Import, yeah. yeah, they import women for him to. Fucking murder. Yeah, the human. Classy. Yeah, it goes without saying this man. What a, a loss for poor Callie. Nightmare. I can't believe she missed out on a winner like this. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. So he uh, tries to choke her in not a sexy way. And during the struggle, Callie somehow gets a hold of presumably his, yeah, his gun. Desert Eagle handgun. And now this is quick fun fact time, courtesy of Wikipedia, because I had to fact check myself. But nice. a Desert Eagle's a fucking big handgun. I don't know if you've seen one, but it's like comparable to like a Smith & Wesson 500, I think. Okay. And it can... <laughs> I wanted those to mean something to me, like, but the names are just, I was like, I just it's know that It's dirty, dirty Harry's like, gun. I just know that they're guns. That still was, did, did oh, nothing for sorry. Me. Well, it shoots a, it can shoot, doesn't always shoot, it can shoot a 50 caliber bullet, 
which is a huge fucking bullet. Yeah. And it weighs like four pounds empty. So Callie shooting this thing is just Jesus lucky Christ. that it didn't break her goddamn wrist. So when so when it was specifically called out that it was a Desert Eagle, I was like, God damn, why does he have that big ass handgun? Um, but I feel like that kind of tracks for him. For him, yeah, because he's like the mountain. And, yeah. Like I just yes. pictured him as the mountain oh my from God, Game that's of Thrones. A perfect description for him. Yeah. So so of course he's a big dude with a big ass handgun. Um, yeah. Because she does, and she does fire it right into Brendan, and she doesn't stick around long enough to see how everything plays out she's out motherfucker i'm getting the fuck out of here i'm going home burning my clothes my wig and just going in the shower and crying silently we're just gonna forget about this little field trip and just have have a cry nobody's gonna know how are they gonna know they're not gonna know yes that brings us to the O'Malley's, who have just learned that Brendan Halloran is, in fact, dead. Yay! Yay! Fuck you! Yeah, nobody is... Most... Well, most people are not sad about this. No, this fuck that day. man. It's well, a reason he, to celebrate. He participates in human trafficking, and he... Yeah. he mm, no, yeah. there's, he has a lot of strikes against forever, him. Fuck off forever, dude. Yeah. Fuck off forever. Yes. So, Teague O'Malley is kindly informed by his older brother, Aiden, and his older sister, Kerrigan about this little development in the crime world. And they have these um, machinations toward setting him up with Callie Sheridan in Brendan's place. You're getting married. Congrats. Um, I have to say, I love all the O'Malley children's names. Yes. Because there's Teague is like a middle child. Aiden's the oldest then Kerrigan. Teague. If you couldn't uh, guess, they're all very Irish. Killian is one. Sloan, Kira, and Devlin. I'm so impressed that you... Is that eight? That's eight, right? Is that all of them? That wasn't in order. I think that's all of them. I I was like, oh, fuck, please don't test me on this. I I don't remember all their names. They're like the Bridgertons, but with crime. Yes. Uh, And Irish. Yes. And I love all the names. They're they're really, really cute. Um, So Aiden and Kerrigan are like, congrats, babe. You know what would protect the family? You little martyr. Uh, If you just married this woman, you'd never met. And of course, Teague... Sweet, sweet Teague. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's I, like, I, guess, I will do anything to solve some happening. territory issues. Because like, if the Hallorans and the Sheridans had united, it would have squeezed out the O'Malley's. Mm-hmm. So, and everyone was up in arms. And this leaves kind of like, now we've got two heirs dead with Ronan and now Brendan. So like the easiest thing to do would just, be yeah, just switch. Prove your love just for your family. Gro- just swap a groom. Yeah. Musical, musical grooms. And Callie. Poor Callie finds this out at her engagement party. She walks into the room and she's like, wow, these aren't Hallorans. They're O'Malley's. And her dad's like, oh, yeah, you're marrying Teague. Yeah. Welcome to your engagement party. This is all for you, darling. It's all for you. And I know we had the same thought here with... She's going to be Callie O'Malley. Yes. Hi, I'm Julia Guglia. It's also, this is literally from Grey's Anatomy. Like when Callie marries George, they all go, oh my God, she's Callie O'Malley. (laughs) Yes. And it was, it's, I mean, there are worse names. It's, it was kind of cute. I just laughed a lot when I was like, oh, because Callista is such a cute name, but no one calls her that. No, yeah, they all call her Callie. Yes. So, so after she's informed about the uh, the groom swap, she's she's like, all right, I, gotta, I need yes, a I'm minute you, alone. Grooms. Yes, um, Teague follows her out and sort of she doesn't know who he is at first, but then he's like, oh, so I guess we're going to be married. They're smoking cigarettes, yeah, except she's not break. good at it, which I know triggers you. Actually, this one didn't bother oh, me. Oh, really? 
Because I, I don't even. Rem- I I know the smoke break, but I don't really remember her like really like. She just tried to inhale and yeah, I don't remember her. Yeah, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as excessive as um, How to Bang a Billionaire. No, not at all. I I feel like, but that like that book more hypes up the the comedic moments, whereas this is not really. um, It's not comedic. No, it's they just have this kind of like quick exchange, and then Teague kind of gets up in her business and pulls off her scarf that she's using to cover up the lovely handprints that Brendan left, and he's like, "Who?" did this to you oh i oh it's he literally says who hurt you and i immediately just like wrote in my notes who hurt you in all capitals with a bunch of praise hands because (laughs) i am weak for who hurt you or who did this or uh i do love those moments and t i would be like t take me now let's go and and kelly bless her knows he's not going to be deterred he's very hard-headed individual and so she just makes out with him a little bit to distract him i I love like i love a you know what'll distract and i feel like it's a reasonable thought to like you know what'll distract this dude just a sweet make out touch mouths yes Yes. i was into it Uh, (laughs) i was too and it works of course it does oh yeah i said Uh, this escalated quickly and i'm here for it yeah they both were like oh yeah i'm married i guess i am attracted to you this is what a surprise um yeah and it gets it, it works enough to get her, you know, out of that situation and he leaves her alone and about the scarf for now. And they go mm-hmm. back to the party. And then Teague gets cornered. To be continued. Yes. Uh not very much later, actually. But Teague gets cornered by this FBI a- agent he's been acting as an informant for. And the first time you meet Finch, I was like, this fucker is <laughs> so smug douche. He is. He's just so smarmy. And yeah. like he's like, oh, like I'm the government. Like, cab baby. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I know just... Teague is a criminal in like a family of criminals, but they're soft criminals. Yeah. And it's hard not to root for the O'Malley's and for Teague in particular because he is such a soft boy. Yeah, and, and also you had, <sighs> like, you've learned right before that he really, like, doesn't want to be part of the crime family. Like, he feels like he's trapped there because he, especially with his younger brother, Devlin, and his um, sisters, he feels very protective of them and he, He's like, oh, I can't leave. I would be abandoning them. And like his dream would be if there was a way for him, which is why he's the informing um, an informant to the FBI, because he's hopefully kind of looking for a way to get his sisters out of the yes. crime life. Yeah. And it's going really well, clearly. And Callie on her side is trying to take the Sheridan family businesses legitimate. So they yes. both have these same like overarching like life goals, mm-hmm. um, which makes them, I think, a really good match. But yeah, but yeah but Finch, is, Finch is the bastard. Yeah, he's just annoying. Yeah. Like he's not, at least he's not like a, like a stupid idiot. He's just kind of like a smug dick. Yeah, exactly. So while all this is going on with the engagement, the Halloran family is reeling. For, there's so much people, shit happening. So this is why I had wise. to stop myself because I was like, okay, some people are actually sad that Brendan is dead yeah. and it's his family. So we'll, which makes sense. We will give them space to grieve. They yeah. are reeling from his loss. And maybe they didn't know the specifics of the dark horrifying shit he was into even though they definitely are like oh they they know they i feel like rumors circulate yeah Yeah, but they're they're like they're like we know but you know he's family so blood is blood exactly and and things are not going well because the next oldest james seems like a good enough dude yeah but the young brother ricky Ricky. what a goddamn menace ricky i hate ricky Ricky. 
Ricky. Ricky. Yes. Ricky fucking sucks so goddamn hard. And I love having someone to hate, but he just, every time he showed up on the page, I was like, just just punch him in the face. Oh my God, just hit him in the dick. Yeah, he sucks so hard. Oh, and like Papa Halloran is Papa old. Papa Halloran. I can't remember his name, uh, but he's, oh, it's I Victor. Oh, it somewhere, Victor, yeah. It just came back to me. Uh, he's, but he's like really old and angry and he's not like, he doesn't have a good grasp on what the family is like going no. through right yeah, now. Like, and he like just James, is out for blood. Yeah, James doesn't really have an interest in actually going to war. He's like, oh, like, I think he's pretty practical where he's kind like it's not I don't remember if it's revealed now but a little later he basically is like oh like my brother sucked he's a piece of shit yeah I, I can't like just let it go unanswered completely but I don't want to go to war over him and no he's, he's poor, like, and also these like these women that he's been like hurting and murdering like yeah I don't want to punish like, them for this piece of shit he's very more practical and realistic he lives in the real world yeah he's like let's find the killer yeah, we'll deal with that. With the killer, and, we yeah. don't have to like. We don't but, need to bring every family but into Victor this. Victor is like, oh, oh, with Callie getting married to, in, to the, into the O'Malley family, he's immediately like, this is this is an insult. It will not stand. We're going to fucking war. Yeah, there. It's it's yeah. just real. It's not not a great situation. Everyone is tense. So the Hallorans are out for blood. Mm-hmm. James is trying to run defense where he can, but he's one dude in a sea of people who are like, yeah. you know, it's like the orcs in the Lord of the Rings when they're like ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the, I mean, there's no orc that's trying to be like, Hey guys, let's be level headed. Yeah, exactly. He's, I mean, the Hallorans are just really, they're, yeah. they're like the big villain body. They here. are. So, but back at the engagement party, Teague is continuing to press Callie for details on her bruises, and he's like, "We're not done with this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sexy. I'm not gonna lie. It is very. It's Although very I'm sexy. usually like, no means no, motherfucker. Yeah. I the fact that he's like, I want to take care of you. Like I'm being an annoying prick. Oh, I I wanted him to like when he was like, who did this to you? I wanted him to like make them pay. I mean, yes. it was a moot point because she already took care of that herself, yes. which I also which I enjoy. love even more. Yes. Yeah, but she's not taking any of his shit, and I no. do really like that about their dynamic. But then there's a drive by, uh, and we find out that this wedding is moving at warp, goddamn yeah. speed, four weeks away. Kind of a theme in the book, yeah. So it's happening in four weeks, and then Antigua asks Callie on a date to like actually get to know each other, which is super fucking cute yeah and the date itself is really cute except oh my god are you gonna literally say the same thing that i have what is your accept for the date that he orders for her oh my accept was that they sit on the same side of the table (gasps) i didn't even notice that i hate their same side sitters so i know that the excuse that's given is because both of them because it's a mafia romance so like oh i can't have my back to the door i mean i do that and i'm not in a Crime family. Which, fair enough, but I'm like, that is not enough an ex- of an excuse for me for you guys to sit on the same side of the table. This is unacceptable. Mine was that he ordered for her, and yeah. I was like, sir. But he, I will he does s- apologize for it, but I but that is in my notes. He orders for her, but apologizes. I didn't love it either. No, I was like, sir, but- I will slap the taste out of your pretty little mouth. I don't even know what I like most of the time. You sure as shit don't. Hell yeah. no. You don't and even Callie, know her. Yeah, Callie is you put off to her one time. You like Yeah, you, you don't know a, me. You had a French and grind one time. Jesus. <laughs> know your know your place, sir. Yeah. But she calls him on it though, which I like. And and he does do something that I'm very into after, which is like they're eating dinner. 
And he says, I'd like us to be clear on something. And she says, yes. And he says, this, motioning between them, is a date. Callie gives him a look like she wasn't sure if he was joking or not. And he's and just says, okay. And he says, which means that we're going to eat. And after that, I'm going to walk you to your car. He leaned forward, crowding her a little. Then I'm going to kiss you. Oh. I love that building the anticipation to be like, we're not done. We are ha- like midway through this. But just so you know, this is what my intentions are. Yeah. This is where we're taking this. There's, and it's very innocent. Like, it's not it that is, spicy. It, it's, he's talking about kissing her. But uh, yeah, I loved like, it. There's just something like... There's something just so sexy about Teagle Malley and the way I feel like it's just really well done where he says things that I'm like, it just feels like you can feel like you can imagine what it would really be like for someone to say that to you. And it's hot. It would build into I was, like so much stuff that I was like, I am into this. We also- I, am, I very quickly was like, I am into this man. Yeah. Well, this is also when we find out that he has tattooed hands and I am feral for tattooed hands i want them i want them on me i want to wear them as a necklace (laughs) i it's my fucking jam and teague got 10 degrees hotter in my mind when we got that little tidbit i don't i can't explain why i just love hand tattoos so much like i want my own hands tattooed one thing that i have so cool kind of recently i don't know if it's learned about myself but accepted about myself is that i am really into hands like if I see a nice oh yeah set of hands, I am like there's just something so fucking sexy about it. Agreed. I also I was like a hand tattoo I'm into. I also have learned. Um, I art. I was like I first got the sense from Harry Styles, and then um, Eddie Munson confirmed a dude with like rings on his hands. Oh and yeah, nice, nice hands with fucking a shit ton of rings i'm into it um, there's something real fucking sexy about it i'm like i'm just like hey um can you hold my hand in public and my neck in private yes like oof I'm sorry broken. mom no hold on i need a minute i'm broken i also did i uh, i do need to credit that i stole that from the Ben Barnes uh, reads thirst tweets, oh and who my God. I can't, I, I should have looked up. That's what I'm going to put in my editor's notes. I should have looked up who wrote that tweet because they deserve all the awards. They deserve a Nobel Peace Prize I, for that tweet. It was hold a, my, They deserve a Pulitzer. Like it was glorious. Hold my hand in public and, and my, my neck, neck in, in private. private. Oh. Oh my, Whew. I'm unwell. Um, <laughs> Not that I derailed us. No, no. I actually had another thought too. Just speaking of Tigo Mali being hot. Um, <laughs> yes, please. Because I have to. I have a lizard brain right now. I'm so sorry. I have to say, I pictured him with an Irish American accent and not oh, a Boston accent. The Boston accent just doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry, but like if Chris Evans couldn't make it work for me, no one's it, going to. Chris Evans did make it work for me. Um. Yeah. The that mustache or no mustache moment i've never been like ooh the boston accent but i was like you know what maybe i've been wrong <laughs> it's, maybe it's I've just been my out. preference maybe i've been missing out all this time but an i to be fair an irish accent is sexier than a boston accent like i don't think anyone I just is arguing them, that i kind of pic- I, i'm so sorry this is my frame of reference i pictured like the the accent that norman Reedus and sean patrick flannery have in the boondock saints where they're like it's it's like an Americanized Irish accent. Like they've clearly grown up here, but they still come just like from, a slight lilt. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just um, it's not as crisp, mm-hmm. basically. 
Okay. That's that's just what I was happening this. in my mind. I so. support this. But yeah. I'm never mad at an, well, most accents. I'm never. The Halloran's I'm not mad Boston at an accent. Uh, Callie didn't have one in my brain for some reason. I have no idea why. Maybe she does. If Katie Robert could tell us how they should sound, I would love to know. Oh, one day I'm just going to pepper. I, I just All I want to do is be friends with Katie Robert and just ask her all these ridiculous questions and fangirl over her books to her. Same. It's, it's, it's such a simple dream, right? I'm not asking, asking for much. Yeah. But anyway, back so, to the yeah, book. Back to the dinner. Um, the rest of the dinner is like a cute, cute little getting to know you. And they jump. I think it's really smart. They jump into the heavier stuff. They they skip the pleasantries. And mm-hmm. again, we're moving really quickly. Like the romance, the wedding, like everything's happening on a, a an abbreviated like timeline. Yeah. And there are two people who are in a very serious situation staring down the barrel at forever together. And I think it makes a lot of sense that they just jump right into the meat of things and they build their relationship pretty quickly from that. Like they skip what's your favorite color and they go into like, do you like being an O'Malley? Like, yeah, just like, right to the quick. And, and I feel like it has to be a very interesting conversation because they actually are two people that have grown up in this world, which... Not everyone does, so they have that like to kind of relate on, and they can talk about things that maybe they wouldn't be able to with someone who didn't grow up around or in this life. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I also liked that they, um, they talk about like trying to like figure out plans, and yes. Teague admits that he and James Halloran are kind of secretly friends, and they used to play poker together. So yes. he kind of gives him a call to be like, hey, we got to try to pump the brakes on this. Let, let's talk and get together and try to figure shit out before it really goes off the rails. Yes. And we've got all these little movements all over the chessboard with these various people in their respective families. And it's fun to see how everyone's moving and counter moving. And p- some characters have like Callie has a huge secret she knows she killed oh, Brendan. Yeah. Teague and James don't know. And they are actively looking for Brendan's killer. And yeah. Callie's just sitting there like, mm, well, yeah, that's going to be awkward. And that's why she's like, I got to avoid. That's her main um, impetus for not revealing how she got those bruises on her neck. Because she's like, I can't tell. Th- I like, she's very firmly attracted to Teague. But she's like, I cannot trust him no. with the information that I'm the one that killed Brendan. Not a single reason to trust this man yet. Yeah. You were you were brought up to hate each other's family. Exactly. So, so even though they like it, finally agree, like, okay, we're gonna go through with this marriage. We're both we're both on board. Yes. But she's like, but she's keeping that secret. Yeah. She's holding that one close to the vest. And her. speaking of secrets, we mm. get a little clandestine hookup in Kelly's Escalade oh. after this. And yeah, we do. God damn it, Teague. I was never drawn to Angel as a pet name, but it really worked for me here. I was not actually super into it. Really? Oh, yeah. I love this. I, we, I, we rarely have differing opinions, so true. I love this. I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I hate this. Like, I, it didn't ruin anything for me but i wasn't really into it. i was kind of like eh. I, was, I like i was pretty mad on it i don't really enjoy i don't know i would never Maybe pick that one atheist, for like me it's the atheist in me well, where i'm like eh. that's why i liked it though because he is i mean he never misses mass like he's a devout catholic uh, he has he wears like saint pendants and shit um it's super irish catholic it, it makes is, it makes so much fucking sense yeah and he's such a soft boy like of course he, he would call her something really sweet like that he also says i might not deserve you but i sure as fuck i'm gonna do right by you and i just wrote in all capital letters king <laughs> like yeah. i love this Ugh. man 
Uh, Callie, I was weirdly like okay on, but I really liked Teague. Yes, um, I, I did like I liked Callie. Um, but yeah, but Teague, I was like really fucking into. Yeah, and then of course. He eats her out in the back of the car. Yeah. And I, I was very into you know, this. And I was also very into this. Also, at one point, there's like a quote that said, where she says, God, she wanted his hands on her. And I had put hard same. Me and then I, I, my note is actually, I definitely have a things for, thing for hands. So apparently, I had always intended to talk and out myself for my hand kink on this episode. So you're no, all welcome. That is, I think that's the difference in the the male and the female gaze is like that. Those are the things like when yes. you look at when you look at cinema that's made for women. Or, like, even look at, like, Outlander. Like, the things that are done for the female gaze are so different. It is. It's hands and backs. And it's, like, it's like the yeah. Mr. Darcy moment from the 2005 Pride and oh, Prejudice that, man. like, lives rent-free in my mind. Um, oh, yeah. It's a non-sexual it's, moment it's that's Robert so sexual. Pattinson pushing a table as Batman. It's Aragorn pushing open the doors at Helm's Deep in the rain. Oh, oh God. Uh, I am weak. I yeah. am. Oh. It's just so, oh. That's the, that is... I think that's that's the big difference. Hands are, yeah, there's are, hands so are sexy. sexy about them. Yes, Oof, and I so is in a close up on a eating. Hand. Oh man, it's so is eating out. Yes, your fiance well, in the back of her Escalade. But also, also leading to that is where they like he gives her a sweet kiss and then he removes the scarf and he's kissing her neck bruises and then it leads to the super intense makeout and grinding yeah and then my note is get in the suv girl and uh, then oh so oh my god wait fun? that's it they're like making out and then he said to her i could finish you like this but i'm dying to taste you yeah and then i my note is i knew i was into this man for a reason uh, and then he also tells her find something to hang on to and my note is all caps fuck yes he like we love we love a man that not only goes down but goes down fucking enthusiastically yes. when you are like voracious yeah. for how intensely i am going to eat you the fuck out standing ovation yes. standing oh fucking ovation i have to say too during this scene they're in she's sitting in the captain's chair in the second row oh. of her escalade and I drive an Atlas and I definitely went outside to look to see because I was like, how is his big ass body fitting <laughs> between the body. other captain's chair? Because he's he's bigger. He's like a bigger. They're always a bigger dude. Um, that's just how romances work. Yes. But I was like, how it is it is did true. he fit? Everything how is, is he? always bigger in romance novels. Yes. They're, they're, everything is bigger in romance novels in Texas. <laughs> But I went outside, I was looking in the back seat of the car at one point. I was I like, how do you fit his big ass body down between the seats? Because like my brain couldn't wrap around the logistics. You're just like, Brian, get in the car. We have to test something out. Uh, yeah, listen, the neighbors are gonna think like we're even weirder than they already do, but it was still super hot. I just I had to run the logistics through in real life. Yes, I've done I've definitely done that. Um also I feel like Everyone probably in their life has done a car hookup at one point. And it's like, I didn't it's expect this to be. No, it's not. It's never is. Yeah. It's always like awkward limbs and like you're, yeah. you know. Something but this is, was so something hot. that shouldn't be like bumping into you is bumping into you. Yeah, exactly. So I think I liked was, that it was like, it was maybe not universal, but like a lot of people have had this experience. Yes. But it was still, oh my God, it was really hot. It was. Um, and after, after this whole 
situation, James, Teague, Callie, they're all continuing to try to diffuse this situation between their families as best as they can. But these old guys, and sometimes their brothers, uh, don't listen to anyone. So it goes about as well as yeah. you would think. I like, did. Can I ask? Yeah. This might have just been a me thing. So I have in my notes, was there ever something more between Teague and James? Because I don't, every once in a while, I was like, hmm, I know you were friends, but like, were you maybe a bit more than friends? Maybe I'm just a pervert. And I was like, oh, and I have read too much newer Katie Robert, where basically everyone, it's just like, um, it's just like a polyamorous delight. So everyone is fucking everyone. So, but you I know, had a few moments where I was like, are you sure the that chemistry you guys don't between like, you yeah, is like, don't you I want, did how, like, I feel like you've kissed a little. I did like their relationship. You've touched, and I, pe- you've touched each other's penises like at least once. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but they did have really, I did like the chemistry between the two of them. So yes. a very worthwhile question, I think. And yeah. the two of them I thought are so. kind of not, kind of not really joining forces to look for Brendan's killer, not realizing that she's right in front of them. Yeah. But, and Teague and Callie have another little date after this, which is really just an excuse to continue hooking up. Oh, yeah. But, but I live well, for that. this is also, before this, like, Callie is also, like, masturbating to thoughts of Teague in the shower. I and, mean, as you do. And then they make then they make plans for a date, and I'm like, you know what, girl? I, I enjoy that also. I feel like we don't, in romance, you don't get a lot of, like, that buildup of, like, especially with even female characters, you think there'd be a bit more of, like, female masturbation, and there's not a ton of it. That's true. We so don't I, see a lot of that. So At I, least in I'm what pro, we've read so far. I'm very pro-female masturbation. Hell yeah. Um, so I enjoyed seeing that of, like, oh, she's, like, so into him, and she's like, oh, and I'm gonna have a little fun yep. before I have a little fun with him. Because why not? Exactly. And Teague is cooking, but they were both actually eating out that night. So, uh, how lovely. Callie, the, the hookup remains. I mean, it's really just, it's it's pretty much just that. It's him going down, her going down. Yeah, because he, it's, isn't they've kind like of one condition. He's like not going to He doesn't. Fuck her. Why yeah. is he not going to fuck her? Is there like a specific reason? I can't remember. He's, he keeps saying like, I'm trying to do right by you. Yes. But like if he wanted to do right by her, he'd just fuck her. Yeah. In my opinion. If he wanted to do right by all of us, he would just fuck her. Tell and then tell us about it. Yes. yes. In graphic detail. But Callie slips out in the morning without waking Teague, much to his dismay. And she gets back to her, her own house and finds out that her future mother-in-law, the terrifying Eileen O'Malley and Kerrigan O'Malley, are waiting for her to cram six months of wedding planning into like 24 hours. Oh, God. And I did feel really seen here when this happened because well, Callie was not into wedding planning at no, all. No, but I'm sorry. Can we quickly go back? Because I one thing I wanted to point out that I thought was really hot with their like apartment hookup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before she bounces. Sorry, I'm scooting through. Is that he is undressing her and he makes her tell him about her fantasies. Oh, and I yeah. thought it was so fucking sexy. Like, oh, just the way they went about it was very, it was very well done. I was like, ooh, I like this. Yeah. I'm I've, into this. I don't know why I like skipped the, this one. Yeah, and then my... he also is like, oh, tell me how, tell me how you want it. And she says, your mouth. And your hands. And then her hand stays in her, her like, she has like her hands in his hair. And yeah. This was a fun little, like, even I'm, though they don't go all the way, 
I feel like it was still like worth the ride. I'm I'm into Antigua's a Pogues fan because for a Pogues tattoo. I thought I thought that was just on his T-shirt. I oh I should look this up, but I really thought well, it was fine. a tattoo. I meant I mean, to look this up before because we did talk about that. Yeah, I meant to also. Well, editor's notes for next time. Yes. <laughs> um. So. But yes, yeah, so back to the wedding play, oh, which yeah. Callie is like, fuck this, this is so annoying. Which, like, I feel, I've been engaged for like three or four years, I don't even remember. Brian, how long have we <laughs> editors, been engaged? Editor's note. God, I should know this. But I also, I any- we're editors on your own engagement. My own, my own life. Uh, but I, like, I haven't planned anything. I don't want to. I feel like it's just so crazy what's expected of women. And she says, like, she's expected to go through with all of it because she's a woman. And and she's like, it's a colossal waste of time. And I'm like, yes. Oh, right in my heart. I just feel this. So, um, And Teague, sweet Teague during this time, takes a moment to go meet with his old buddy James on Halloran ground. Yes, because what that's just a great Why idea. What could go wrong in the midst of and what they, is essentially a cold war with mob families in Boston? Yeah, I'm going to uh, go into enemy territory alone. Have a beer. Yeah, and they yeah. they talk and basically it's like nothing can be done, but T is going to try his goal is to try to find um Brendan's killer. It's hopefully like de-escalate the situation and this is where james kind of goes into more detail about like yeah. oh, like if it was one of the women like he doesn't really want to punish them yeah but they, yeah, like he's like are you okay with you know punishing this kind of innocent woman that's been traumatized and he's like oh actually yeah if it's gonna save like all these other people it's like a one of those like save one like kill one to save money yes kind of situations, exactly I guess. and then when teague leaves He's immediately attacked and knocked out by that little which, asshole, which no one would Ricky. ever see coming. Oh, fucking Ricky! Ugh. And then yeah, the next day Callie is out for a run, and a car pulls up and just dumps Teague's body. Yeah, and he thinks out in like, front of her. Ricky thinks he's real fucking tough for beating Ugh, the shit out of him Ricky. with his like four little cronies, and then yeah. dropping him at his fiance's feet while she's out on a run. And like Callie's just out trying to like clear her head, and. Like and she's starting to develop feelings for Teague, mm-hmm. and he gets dropped on the sidewalk in front of her, looking like a pack of raw hamburger, <laughs> and just like everyone's like, yeah, "Well, he's in this rough is, shape, but yeah. oh, he's in rough shape, but okay." But she and she takes him home to she calls a doctor, the family doctor, and to get him patched up and yeah. stuff. And but and then James finds out what Ricky did, yes, and he's um, not a he's not best pleased. He returns that beating in kind. Yeah, which he asks we him love if he wants. See. Uh, he asks him if he wants the cane or the whip, and not in the sexy way. I, I literally wrote, "Oh fuck!" I wrote, "Can I get those choices also?" <laughs> I'm sorry. I really this is. I'll get to this later, but I really like James. Uh, <laughs> I am. I have a sickness. <laughs> that I don't I want feel cured. Like in, a different, in a different context, I support that thing. But because this was in the context of him beating his brother to make an example of him, I was like, I didn't. My mind didn't go there. I but, was just really into James. But James, I also was into James. Like, <laughs> and I got more into James soon. Yes, which we'll get to. Yes. So after that, they kind of went into more wedding planning, trying to find Brendan's killer. It's yeah. again all of these little pieces moving around the board. Yeah, and then Teague striking back. Sh- yeah, Teague has to go to church. Yeah. And- <laughs> I just wrote, also, Teague goes to mass. Yeah, he, Meanwhile, he can't, he can't miss it. <laughs> we're striking back at the Hallorins while trying to minimize casualties, but Teague cannot miss a single mass. 
Yes. And then finally, finally, Tegan Callie have sex. Yes, they do. And we talk about birth control. Yeah, they pl- they plan to have like a domestic night in. Yes. And he's like, oh no, she makes I, he's from like out of their plans. Oh they, yeah. The, the pizza doesn't get very far. And we we get hints that this marriage of convenience is becoming a marriage of feelings also. And um <laughs> there's yeah. oh, there's well, also, also before like they're like making out in the kitchen. And he tells her to keep her hands on the counter, which I also found incredibly sexy. Uh, he does the thing that I fucking love, where it's it's later on in the scene, Callie's riding him, and she's so, so close to that edge. And she's like, I don't think I can. And he says, yes, you can. He caught her moan with his mouth, come for me, Callie. Oh, this man. I'm a fan of myself, y'all. Yeah, Whew. I'm so into this man. I really, I just... And also, I will say, like, I do have to say, the spice is not as smutty as some of Katie Roberts' other stuff. No, but still. Like, it's really, it's not, I wouldn't, I didn't, I don't think it's smutty, but it's still super hot. I read that scene, it was like, sir. Yeah, like, it's sir, you sexy. must stop. I, this is enough to make up for the fact that they throw around the phrase, make love, and you know. Oh, you're, you Kelsey know. Kelsey's triggered by the phrase, I make hate. love. If you, if you ever, for some reason, I don't know why you'd want to do this, because Kelsey is the sweetest, nicest, <laughs> kindest person. It's not true. But if you want to trigger her, then just say, um, make refer to as making love. In the in feel like making love. <laughs> in the words of our friend Alex, that shit makes me want to pass the fuck away. <laughs> I am not that triggered by it, but I, I don't. Hate I don't. That phrase. I, I don't. Uh, I'm like I could. I could take or leave it. I don't have as, as visceral a reaction as you do. To it. I don't know why. I just hate it so much. But so that that makes it up for me that the fact that they, yes. they just toss that around. <laughs> too oh. too romantic. Give me give me smut. Give me hardcore. I would I'm I deal with that better than addressing. I think this goes back to the fact that like I don't we, like we were talking about in the last book that like. I don't emote a lot in front of people I don't know super well. Mm-hmm. And like, I kind of hold those things close. Like the make love is so, so tender. And I'm like, just call it fucking like, <laughs> but anyway, just boning, straight boning. Here. Yes. Uh, Post sexy time. There is yes. more plotting mob violence. Well, okay, yeah. Cause this one, this is another orgasm and run. Yes. Cause I was yeah, like, she's forever she's orgasming not. and like, she's the old forever orgasming the old jizz and run on him. <laughs> uh, there's more mob violence this time planned by Callie. Uh, and then yes, she and goes her, out. Her, yeah. She's like very determined to be like, Oh, we're going to do it. Like sneaky, minimal casualties. We're yes. going to hit them where it hurts, but not so much that it's going to, because she's trying to get out and go a little bit more legitimate. So yes. she doesn't want to just go full war and like, just who whoever dies dies like. exactly and afterwards she goes out for i guess a kind of bachelorette party at yeah, a, like some warehouse uh, club with yeah, her he, I, future well, sister yeah, asks kerrigan to take callie out for some kind of female bonding and like yes. for her to bond with his sisters and also kind of get a break from things and relax and let let her hair down a bit i realized in this moment that i am sloan by the way she's the one that just says like i want to go home <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh You're God, like, do I need to?" It's hear? me. <laughs> like, she's like, she doesn't want to be in this crowd. I just felt her right in my soul. Yeah, she's like, "I'm Kerrigan, good on this." Though 
queen oh. of my heart uses this time to fuck a stranger in yeah. a janitorial closet. Oh. And then it turns out that stranger is our frenemy James. Oh man. And well, so he refers to her as lovely. Yes. And that nickname I'm much more into. That I'm one did it much more that. for me. At one point he says to her, like, cause they're just having like, apparently you find out Kerrigan, goes dancing and fucking strangers on the regular that's her like release from this like from all the stress and miserableness and also the fact that she basically is tells before how her biological clock is ticking and it's only a matter of time before her dad marries her off or puts her in a convent yes that those are her only choices he said that he would exchange a breeder for a nun yeah and i actually gagged yeah it's pretty gross that's fucking gross so she yeah she ends up fucking james in the supply closet and she uses the phrase oh my god just fuck me already well and then he also says when they're fucking he goes you're close lovely but you're not coming until it's on my cock and ooh, i literally wrote ooh. <laughs> i uh arms and he also does the upper arms I do above a lot your of head fanning. oh yeah i just um, again this is <clears throat> this is my problem this scene happened and I was immediately like, Tegan Callie who? I only care about James and <laughs> you, Kerrigan now. You, you do very, you do have a, oh, I'm over the main romance thing. Just, as soon as my, my focus gets pulled from the main couple who are clearly falling in love and have very little conflict left to sort out. And now I only care about the blooming side couple who are either ready to kill or hate fuck each other at like a moment's notice. That is my toxic trait as a reader. Yeah. I'm not working on it at all. It makes me happy. I refuse to I give feel, this up. I don't support you working on it. Thank I'm you. I am I am always the devil on your shoulder. So you know I'm like, oh, just yeah. Well, because then but I also, to be fair, I maybe not as extremely as you, but I do share that toxic trait because there are some series where I was like, I um I was quick I was like, oh, the main couples are fine. Well, but it was the side ones that I was way more into. And this one, I'm equally into James and Kerrigan. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm yes. a little more into Teague than I am I, this, into Callie. So this one, I'm like, yes. This one is interesting because I think Katie Robert has a habit in, like, most of her series, the like one book will it'll start building up for there'll be little things that build up for the next book and sometimes usually at least in the last book it starts building up to a new series because yes. i guess she had said recently that all her worlds are connected like they all take place in the same universe which i thought was very interesting and so she does a lot of like building up um which sometimes it's not sometimes i find it for certain books sometimes it to me, it can be a little distracting from the main story. I don't need it. But this um, one, I think it's the most woven in where from the beginning, it's you're getting kind of multiple, like the main points of view you get are Callie and Teague, but you also get like a chapter in Kerrigan's point of yes. view. So you, it's a little bit it of feels James. a little more natural. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, okay, like this stuff is just happening. Um, and it's the one that kind of blends them the most where it's like you can tell it's building for a whole series but then so james and callie once they finish she's firmly ready Karagrin's ready to hit it and quit it hell yeah because she's like way too into this dude and she's like nope i'm here for a good time not a long time so <laughs> she's gonna but then they end up exchanging names and he kidnaps her and throws her in his trunk yeah i mean do. when he's like wait Karagrin o'malley yeah you coming with me 
Nothing like a good old kidnapping to start off a relationship. Exactly. But then, so the girls head home. After their clubbing and kidnapping and adventure. Yes. And none of them are really worried about Kerrigan because basically it's it's, because it's been established that this is what she does regularly. So they're like, oh, she just found a dude. And like, they try to look for her. They ask the bartender and he's like, oh yeah, she went off with some guy. So they're like, okay, she's out like having a good time. Have fun. The brothers, meanwhile, the brothers O'Malley have been having a drinking session, having a bonding time. They decide to walk home. Stumble home. Yeah, they stumble home. And of course, um, they're shot at. By that fucking weasel. And and their younger brother, Devlin, is killed. And listen, folks. Which is very sad because he's described as the most innocent. And he's got the most potential to get out. He's in college. He's the youngest brother. He's just a sweet little cinnamon roll. And like and they fucking kill him. Like I think we knew going into this like Devlin was going to die. But whose fault not know is this it going really? Oh, when they were like, "Oh, he's the best of us. He's going to get out." I was like, "This like, this boy's not I was going like, anywhere." Oh, it's a Katie Robert book. They're not going to kill him. I I was like not I didn't even, it wasn't it wasn't on my radar. But like whose fault is this? Callie Callie's going to blame herself, we know. She loves to murder herself just as much as Deeg. But like why are you all partying in Boston when there's a war happening in the underworld? Y'all lack critical thinking skills. Obviously, there yeah. would be kidnapping and murder when you play it fast and loose like yes. this, you idiots. Ugh. I might be a villain. Maybe I w- Oh, I am definitely <laughs> a villain. There are so many times. Um, also, I'm not going to get... I'm trying to get not off track or get ahead of ourselves. Um, but there are certain... In our, the next book we're going to cover, I firmly was like, it, it's another one that hits home that I was like, damn, I would be a very lethal villain. Well, this one, I'm just like, why were you all, why were you doing this with like, there, no, how do they no, have no security? security. Like, like, could you not have a nice night in? It's like, true. I, I also do, I did die that like, so the next day, um, Callie, like her plans to destroy the Halloran supply storage, it went off without a hitch. But she gets a quickly gets a text from Teague where he says he needs her, and she goes to him and finds out what happened to Devlin. She comforts him, and they decide that they're going to get married right away. But also, just, my, what made me laugh so hard, not one person notices or realizes that Kerrigan is still missing. They haven't even tried to get a hold. Like, nobody's tried to no. get a hold of her. Nobody's like, Devlin's dead and Kerrigan's missing. They're just like, Devlin's dead. <laughs> Which I guess, I, I don't think it would be that distracting enough that you would not be like, we need, you text your soon-to-be wife, who you just met like a week ago, that you need her, but you're not like, we need, I need my sister. And that's what I said too about this. I was like, sir, it's been a week and you are really sad right yeah. now. Please chill. Uh, but also, where is Kerrigan? Don't you need her too? Like, yes. I know she just kind of comes and goes with the breeze, but still, but you would much. think that in this moment, when the baby brother of the family yeah. dies, she would be you're there. All, you're literally all together in the living room, and not one of you was like, "Hey, where's Kerrigan?" Where when we find out where Kerrigan is, where she's locked in James's bedroom, and I said so much for James teaching Ricky a lesson. Yeah, how bad Ricky was that beating? Idiot, really, Ricky like, the idiot strikes again in the worst way. Like, I, and I put he's so gross. Like, I put how bad could that beating have really been? Yeah, if he immediately went back out and gunned down a bunch of O'Malley's on the street, James, maybe we need to try again. Make it hurt more. Yeah, I am a villain. Break something. Yes, but uh. Kerrigan. Again, queen of my heart, has absolutely 
no chill. Oh yeah, I love gives this. James fucking hell. I for love kidnapping. that she was is finally like fuck this. I'm she's like a fury. She's like trying I to love him with a lamp, and he has to he has to hand cover to his bed. And I like which also fun, what a fun hint for hopefully later. Yes, and and I have read a couple of dark romances where your lead woman is kidnapped. And the response has not been this type of fight. And this is the type of fight I need. Yes, you've been de- I need I, you, you hurling we, lamps and ashtrays been, and boots and like anything you want your pound reach. of flesh. Yes. yes. Yeah. Fight I, for it. I also really liked her because at one point he tried, James tried to reassure her that she's safe with him. And she's literally like, yeah, pull the other one, dude. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're not fucking fooling me. She gives him hell. And I was just absolutely, I was like, this is. Yes. This really firmly cemented that like I care more about what's happening with these two. <laughs> and I've left I've left Teague and Callie behind. I've moved on to shipping uh James and Kerrigan. Yes. But so now well, I am gonna firmly distract you now from that. I'm sorry, we're gonna pull it away. I know. Because we cut to the most depressing um wedding of all time. It's Teague and Callie getting married at the courthouse and she is wanting to confess to Teague. That because he had told her before that he is looking for Brendan's killer and she's kind of like, oh, I should confess. But then she doesn't. And they have this very depressing courthouse wedding. And I was like, Micah was also being weird. Who's like her bodyguard. But that's neither kind of here nor there. Yeah. But then they do have their wedding night. A bare wedding night. Yes. But also I realized that Callie apparently never wears a bra. Because every time they're like, she's just, she's no bra. She's in like a sundress, I pictured, I yes. think, because he just like pulls straps down and. Yeah. But there is, I, I've been, actually, I'm so excited to talk about this because this moment, uh, there was one moment in their wedding night that I was like, this is going to stay with me forever. It was so simple, but so fucking sexy. Teague hooks his fingers in the top of her panties and pulls her body to his. And there was just something about that that I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, what? Like, there's a, this book had just so many simple things. I was like, this is so fucking hot. I really liked that we got his tattoo tour here where they were still, oh, because yes. they still don't know each other that well. And back to my obsession with hand tattoos, he has one on each of his knuckles for all of his siblings, and mm-hmm. he left a knuckle bare for his future spouse, which I loved. Yes. It's very, again, he, he's a soft boy, so and I, I like love that. that, but I I am very anti-tattoos um, for um, romantic partners. I, I am not superstitious in any way, but one thing that I do subscribe to I think that tattoos for romantic partners are the kiss of death. I think if you get like initials or names, but I think symbols are fine because symbols don't always have to be for it. Like if you get someone's portrait, different. If you get like, oh, we both love this thing. And so we both got hummingbird tattoos or something like that. Like I have tattoos that match people that are my friends but yes. if anything happened friend, i would not one, i'm not yeah, yeah. but uh, there's something about like a romance like a sp- but maybe uh, definitely more so a name or an initial or something that's like 
Well, so specific. I was like, Ugh, I had a I guy text you my initials on him once. How did that work out? Well, we're not together anymore. <laughs> See? So again, I'm not superstitious, but that's the one thing that I'm like, that's yes, that's, but that's, that's a jinx. That's a jinx. But initials, portraits, full names. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Please don't put me on your body. No. Um, but yeah, I, I was weak for that kind of nonsense. Cause it's, again, he's just like, he's a little soft boy. It was very sweet, and, but I was like, um, uh. Callie uh, decides that she's weak for that shit, too, because she, yeah, she does. decides in that moment she loves Teague, and the only way to save everyone is to turn herself into the Hallorans and admit that she killed Brendan. And so she does. Yes. She, but, well, but also, this is before uh, right, where the family finally realizes that Kerrigan is MIA. Oh, yeah. They, they so finally... There and they, um, I think, is it Ricky? One of them basically is like, you have 24 hours to tell us who Brendan's killer is, or we're going to kill her. Yes. And Ka- and that's what that's the real impetus for Callie being like, okay, I'm going to turn myself in. It's time. Like, But you also find out she has some type of contingency plan. Yes. We don't know what and, it is, but she makes a call. And deep respect, she calls Teague and tells him first. She doesn't just, yes. she's not just she in the goodbye. wind. She's like. She's not in the wind. Yes. she. I respect her for telling him before he found out. Although I think we knew he would never blame her for anything. She was yes. defending herself well, from this the mountain, basically. Yes. And also, it, I, the irony that when she calls Teague to say goodbye, it's just as he's recognizing her on the security footage. Which, can I just say, how did no one else think to check the security footage until now Fools. That, like, <laughs> nobody was like fools and and yeah and then when she can she says her goodbyes and he's like oh it all makes sense now that's de-. but what he reckoned he's like that's definitely my wife and aiden's like wait wife yeah <laughs> and surprise he's like she's an o'malley now we gotta go save her she's kelly o'malley now yeah kelly o'malley <laughs> so so kelly turns herself over to hallorans while teague is now frantically yeah, meets, yeah, planning a rescue bar. yes yes and and then kelly's family is brought in on it too they so, finally joined forces which also i was like wasn't that the point of the yeah, marriage what, like why do we wait so long they were like we're gonna marry our kids off just to keep our territory safe, but we're not going to actually have an alliance, which would make so much more fucking sense. And Again, this is why I would be a good villain. I would be very effective. And with James, so James takes Callie in and is basically ordered to execute both Callie and Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. And so he's wrestling with his duty to his family and then what's actually right. And basically shit just goes down from here on. There's like three or four chapters left yeah, and it's the gr- super fun the women a violent are, crime it's really way. Fun. The, the women are locked into a room together and they're immediately, because of course like Kerrigan's chained to the bed and he just puts Callie in the room. So you're kind of like, I know you could tell like James heart is wasn't like, in yeah, it. it really wasn't because he doesn't try to chain her up or anything. So they quickly like, there are two women that can get shit done. So oh, they're yeah. like, we're if, getting the fuck out of here. If there were, Anyone that was going to find a way out of a Halloran stronghold, it's Callie and Kerrigan. Yes, and they and sneak I, out. Yeah, and I also enjoy the fact <gasps> that they both kind of acknowledge that they don't really like, I guess, I don't know. I didn't get the sense too much, but it's like they don't really like each other too much. Like, they're not two women that, like, in they're different like circumstances, they wouldn't necessarily be friends. But this kind of bonds them a little and stuff, and they... They have more respect for each other. And they're both really very handy on the fly. And, yes. Yeah. And then, and when they sneak out, James catches them and Ugh. he doesn't do anything except give Kerrigan this really brutal good luck kiss that had me sweating a little bit. Oh, yeah. It was a fucking kiss. It's not even the spiciest thing I've ever read, but I was super, again, yeah, he, my focus yeah. has been turned. And he also I'm very tells her, like, 
we're not finished, lovely. Yes. And I was like, I know you're not. I'm ready. Uh, And she also, and also, Kerrigan takes a book with her on the way out, which I don't think we find out why or what it is. Not yet. But I'm assuming it's something in book two. Yes. So, So while this is happening with them sneaking out, saying goodbye to James, Tegan friends roll up with their, <laughs> with their little rescue attempt. Although, really, Callie and Kerrigan do a pretty good job of getting they most do. of it they're, done themselves. They're pretty almost, they're like heading for the trees to make a great escape. They're most and of the way out. And then somebody grabs Callie. Yes. Um, and, and I said, who could it be? And then the fucking feds show up because Callie tipped them off. Yes. And then in the words of Willem Dafoe, there was a firefight. Yeah. And, and Teague is shot climbing a fence. Oh, yeah. Teague gets shot full of holes. Yeah. Then tells Callie he loves her, passes out. It's all very dramatic. Yeah. They, Finch is slightly up. less of an asshole he in this is. moment. They finally actually did something. He drops off. Um, he, and he basically says, I'm not going to put you in jail for the shit that you've been involved yeah. with tonight. And, you and know, drops doing the, crimes. It drops them off no, at the hospital. It's no consequences tonight for these folks. Uh, and then... They've earned, to be fair, they've kind of earned it. Yes. And once T gets out of surgery, they decide they're going to St. Lucia for a honeymoon, which they've also earned. Yes. It's been a shitty, like, they definitely week. have. Um, yeah, T got, like, beat... Well, T got, like, beat up and then shot. And, and like, his, his ribs broke and, like, maybe yeah. punctured a lung or some shit. I don't know. He he was a mess. He, he, but he was through it. They put him was through a mess. it. Uh, but he gets us happily ever after. He does. Now tell me about James and Kerrigan, goddammit. Well, read book two and I'm then sh- that will... <laughs> so that that is the marriage contract again hooray big thanks to michelle i loved reading this i did too um, it, was, it was very fun what did you what was your overall opinion you go on this? first while i look up Perfect. what i so i liked this and it made me very very excited for the series in general i do always feel a bit bad for book one couples because I inevitably care less about them than other couples in the series, and then they get saddled with more world building. So I gave this three stars overall. I liked it. I The reasons I didn't love it were because of insta-love. Mm-hmm. I like I was very into Teague for <laughs> reasons yeah. I made abundantly for clear. Reasons. Callie was fine. I liked Callie. Um, but the pacing of their relationship was really fast. And I just like Insta Love doesn't do it for me. I like to suffer and pine and <laughs> yeah. burn and then be rewarded. I like I'm I, a monster, is what I'm saying. But this the spice was really solid, but it was the the emotional part of it that I was like, you guys are like really very soft with each other already Mm -hmm. and i i prefer to suffer um something in me needs healing (laughs) i mean there's a real i have a real problem the monster in me recognizes the monster in you because i also i prefer like some i like some ust i like a build-up i like tension i like the banter um yeah, yeah, they weren't. They were just very nice to each other. They right were. Off the they, bat. It was yeah. It was pretty quickly. They were like making out. Uh, I gave it a three point two five. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, I pretty. I liked it. It wasn't. I wasn't like obsessed with it. It wasn't my favorite Katie Robert book I've ever read. Um, but I did enjoy it. So I gave it a little. I gave it a little extra love. Three, but threes do the most. Threes are like exactly. But I, I felt like it, it deserved a little bit over a three to like tip it a little more towards obviously that i did like it it was that it was on the higher scale of a three that's a that's a good way to sense but yeah it it wasn't like i felt like this 
it was spicy, not smutty. Um, and even like the wedding night, like it wasn't, I thought it was going to be more. I feel like, especially because I've read so much Katie Robert that I was expecting it to be much spicier than it was. I liked the plot. Yeah, a I lot. liked the, the plot was good. Um, I liked it enough that I was like, ooh, I'm definitely excited for the rest of the series. But I wasn't like, oh my God, this was amazing. Best thing I ever read. Like it. No, it, it was good. It was I, a I good start. enjoy it. Yes. But inevitably, but yeah, I, kinda, I, I will I, like, it's like with <laughs> surprising no one, I felt very similar to you where I was like, oh, it wasn't like, I, it, like I read it pretty quickly, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I can't wait to put this down. And then I immediately needed the next book. Like I was like, okay, I enjoyed this. I want to read the rest of the series. Um, yeah. And I'm curious to see like all the different love stories i'm very I, intrigued by aiden but i don't know if it's just because i really enjoy that name and mostly because i'm really sexually attracted to aiden turner so <laughs> i mean like i was like we that all? name i'm just a little weak for um yeah Which so absolutely nothing well that's that's the other thing too like i would definitely recommend i loved this as a recommendation to us and i would yes. recommend it to other people it's like, oh i would if too you read bridgerton and were like I would like this more if there was crime and female-centered <laughs> pleasure and also it was set in Boston. Like, yeah. this is this is it. Because all of the series follows the kids. I am sad Devlin won't be getting a book yeah. because he's no longer with us. That was very sad. Um, but Every other fucking sibling lives and gets a book. Yeah, they do. Uh, and, and, they had to and, sp- kill the spare. Yeah, oh, poor Devlin. I'm sorry, Sweet Devlin. boy. Um, um, yeah. And I'm very into, like... James and Kerrigan, I assume, is going to be an enemies to lovers, which is very like that yeah. Is always, I, I did like I'm their. Into that, but I'm, I'm or, excited to read their book. I liked their dynamic. I like that. I I like that fight. I like. Uh, but I since, don't. I'm not. Super, yeah, the insta love. I, it's not my favorite. No, I'm not like a love. Or I'm if not it is ultra like, romantic in that, like I don't love love at first sight. Yeah, I Again, don't I either. Like I don't. Suffer. It's not really believable. I'd rather, or even like I I like a like we've been in love for a while, but even that sometimes I'm. Uh, like I was, uh, I we've been in love for a while, but I didn't know it. Like kind of thing. I like but that is like it has to be well done. I like when characters realize they're in love with each other and then they're mad about it. Yes, and they're like, no, I love when somebody's mad about. Something. Oh, yeah, I just I like to feel things, and yeah. rage is one of my favorites. I uh, like I like a bit of angst. Yeah, it exactly. Just, uh, it, I feel like it makes the payoff of when they finally get together like. There's just something that makes it just like a little bit hotter. To I me. do have a theory about the next book too. Oh, it's well, it's not a theory. It's just I think we have seen lots of pregnancies in these types of books, and because Teague and Callie were raw dogging it on their wedding night, <laughs> raw dogging. It on I'm their sorry, wedding. I they were. I, they were. They were. That was, the, they, that was the first phrase is, that popped into my mind. I think there is a moment about that they're not going to use the condoms. Right? So, like next book, what are the chances that she's pregnant and it's a boy and they name him Devlin? Oh, I've, that tracks. I, think I feel like very if high. Not, if not in the next book, then definitely at some point in this series. I just that's feel a, like that's going to, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a very safe bet. I just was thinking, I was like, oh, she's going she's gonna to have a baby. Callie um, O'Malley is definitely going to have a little Devlin. <laughs> yes. So, um, like, the, these are soft cr- soft criminals, too. So, like, yes, they're, that's they're the other thing about. I, I feel like this would is one that it would be, like, I would definitely recommend it. And it's one that I could, you could recommend to a decent amount of people. It's one that if you, like, 
if you want like a mafia romance, but you don't really want it to be fully dark, dark or like you don't really want like a fully dark. They're or just re- it's slightly. I wouldn't even really say it's a dark romance. It's no, like a, it's like a morally gray romance. They're just slightly on the wrong side of the law. Yes. But they're really good people. Yeah, like so. they're mobsters, but you don't, it's like, yeah. There were no cutting out of tongues in this. No, there but, weren't any cutting is, out of tongues or nipples. Or, yeah, it's. There was minimum, there wasn't. there any torture was fade to black yeah so i like overall i did i enjoyed this i had a great time i look forward to reading the rest of the books i've been buying them as they go on sale were super fucking hot yes they were very very hot and kerrigan kerrigan was also really hot yeah i was very into her yeah so uh again thank you michelle for this new obsession thank you you. on the money yes um and if you have a book that you would like to see covered, feel free to send us your recommendations. Yeah, we have a we whole. Are, we were. We will happily add things to our smut list. We work like you know. We try to plan things out three months in advance so everyone has time to like read if they like love to. Love that you said it was just planned out three months in advance, but we're we're planned out for like the next year. Well, th- <laughs> but, that's but what we tra- room, but we revise a lot. For, yeah, there, there's room for change. So you know, we we try to plan things out at least like we will put that that up on social so that we can read along so if you have something you'd like to have read with us um please send it over we'll be back september 1st with part one of den of vipers by (laughs) ka knight and i um i think we're gonna be ending at like what chapter 33 that's about we're ending at the 50 percent mark for part one Uh, yeah like and 50 percent exactly or like just after and then we're gonna do the book is 600 pages and there's like 20 spicy scenes so there's a lot to cover it's so long i'm i'm i just finished it today (laughs) because it was long so i tried to prepare um but i'm trying so hard to hold back and not spoil because you're gonna have two episodes of us talking about this book and there's so much to talk about i have so much to say i don't (laughs) think i and i talk a lot as we all know so i don't think i've ever had more to say but as always, if you do decide to read along with us, make sure you check the content warnings for these books, yes. especially Den of Vipers. Especially it Den is of a Vipers, full dark that, romance. I, I feel like that's one that we can't warn you enough that it is a full-on dark romance. It is very adult. And not there's soft a lot criminals. Of, it is not, not at all. It, there's a it's lot of violent. trigger warnings. It's yeah, incredibly violent and just, um, yes, and that one yes. read... Read at your own risk. Yes, please do. Um, and it is also a Why Choose book. So this will be different than any other that we've covered so far. I can't believe we haven't done a Why Choose yet, actually. Well, there are more. Spook- I know. Well, Spooky I'm just, season has I'm like, a real actually, treat I'm like thinking of about it, and I'm like, oh, that that's just because I've read a lot of Why Choose in my <laughs> personal life. same i love not, not my personal life like i'm like i'm just living a wide choose fantasy i'm not i enjoy wretched excess and so those yes. appeal to me on like every level that yeah. it could so um but yeah we'll be back september 1st to dive right into that so to get right into the viper's pit yeah <laughs> so here we go uh until then though read, read what, what you, you love and, and fuck, fuck the rest, rest. If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure, please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.